Jan Bosk. Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. I'm Brendan. Uh, I'm joined this week by the old guard, Alec Mir. How dare you? I'm not that old. I am that old. Yes, hello. And John Walker. Hello, I am 40 now. I didn't call you the old guard, meaning that you're both old. No, I know, but I just thought, I thought I'd embrace it. I just meant that you're the Finding Fathers, two of the Finding Fathers. I want our faces etched into a cliff. That can be, all right, we'll put in a word. We'll get a new logo done. Okay. <laughs> uh, we don't have a theme this week as such again. Uh, Adam is also missing again. He's sick this Ugh. time. Um, but we have noticed that we've been playing some EA games. So perhaps electronic arts and the question whether or not they're good can be our theme. Brendan, I have a question for you. Yes, please ask me it. How many games do you think EA has published in 2017? Um, six. Alex, same question to you. Five. See, now, those are right answers. <laughs> I would have thought, like, 20. I would have thought they would have had a whole bunch of bits and bobs out on different consoles and different things and a couple of... Uh, 3DS things and blah blah blah. But it's not. It's FIFA, Madden, Mass Effect, Andromeda, NBA Live, Need for Speed Payback, and Battlefront Two. So yeah, three the... three sporties and three non sporties and three real games. It's the same with like Activision and Ubi. Ubi maybe did a couple of extra ones, but you know the, the model now is you don't put anything out unless you're pretty certain it's going to be a massive hit, and it's just not worth the. Investment. It's kind of Boris Johnson chicken feed thing. Vast sums of money are not fast enough um, unless they're really eye-wateringly vast, so they just don't bother. I'm pretty sure that there there must have been some years like this before where they just focused on the big stuff. But but gosh, when the big stuff is Mass Effect, Andromeda, Payback, and Battlefront Two, you're uh, it's not looking good, is it? I mean, okay, Mass Effect we're... Mass Effect killed a, a studio. I cannot see how Ghost Games is going to survive payback. Um, let's let's talk about this in more detail, okay? Okay. All right. We'll start with Need for Speed, which is what you've been playing, John. You you put up a review. Uh huh. The the headline of which I think was what was it? Well, the original title, which Graham didn't allow me to use was Need for Speed Payback is like having a poo running down your leg and your kitten dying. Okay. But he said I wasn't allowed to say that. Mm. Fair enough. It did end up being, let's see, it ended up being Need for Speed Payback is really very terrible indeed. 
Yeah. Uh, there's the tweet. He, he managed to get a tweet out there, which is Need for Speed is worse than. Uh, I'm not allowed to swear, am I? Or are you going to beep it? You can say poo instead of the word that you need to say. Need for Speed is worse than pooing your pants. It's the tweet that Mr. John Walker managed to send out on this topic. So I believe mission accomplished for him. I have an editor who's responsible for catching those things and stopping me. <laughs> um, I why? told Graham about it this morning. He hadn't quite realised he had <laughs> come to my house to get something, and his his face did turn a shade whiter. He's he's quite a pale looking guy at the best of times, but even by his standards, I want to know why why it's so bad. It's it's bad because it's obnoxious. I think that's the key the key thing about it. As a driving game, on the in the bits where you are actually allowed to drive, it's mediocre. And that's important, and I make that very clear in the review. But dangling off this mediocre driving is just an incessant pile of horror and awfulness. A, a, a plot based on the most unlikable human beings on Earth, uh, led by one Tyler person face. Tyler is, Morgan, I believe, is his full name. If you insist. He, uh... He's he he's the fastest racer in town, as he'll say so many times in the script, which is great. And then there's Mac, and Mac is Mac likes saying Mac attack. He likes saying that, and also Mac has a line where he says, "The I need to get I need to get the actual quote because I, I'll do him a disservice." Um, and then finally there's Jessica. Well, I say finally there are some others, but they're so uninteresting you can't really acknowledge them um mac likes to say the day's half over or as i like to think of it half full he sounds like a decent guy he says that every time the game's invisible clock tells him that it's midday Every time it's midday, he says that. But brilliantly, what time of day it is, is entirely random because every time you do an event, it resets the, the time of day to whenever that event's set. So it's just randomly midday a lot. Okay, so you were a big fan of Burnout Paradise and the other Burnout games, right? With its, with, you know, with qualifications, it was a problematic game, but it's one of my all-time favourite... One of my all-time favourite platformers. <laughs> but... Uh, it... Need for Speed Payback, is that, that's open world as well, no? It is. Um, it really didn't need to be, funnily enough. Um, but yes, it is. Although the world is only as open as the script lets it be. It's, it, it's, it's caught the opening hour or two is an, a miserable series of scripted sequences in which it literally takes control from you midway. You're driving down a road and you're told, you've got to hit that ramp. And you go, okay, that sounds fun. And then it takes control and goes up the ramp for you. To make sure that does happen so it can carry on its little story about stealing a car. So is it one of these things where it's, you know, there's a story and they keep getting into scrapes and just by sheer coincidence, every one of those scrapes must be resolved by having a race? Well, no, it's it's even it's even more kind of forced than that. The, the, the idea is that you've you're, one of your crew betrays you and um, and you want to get payback on her. Um, and the way you're going to do that is she's involved with the house. This is set in a sort of faux Vegas, and she's involved in the house, which is a consortium that has the police under its uh, under its wing, and it and it's fixing races to make millions of dollars. And they're going to have this. There's this big, huge, super important race coming up that they're going to fix, 
and but you can, anyone you can enter it if you can beat all the street gangs in the whole town in all their individual competitions then you get automatic entry into the big race and which you can then go in and and win to spite her and so you have to face off against all these different gangs and each gang has a different driving type so there's a drag race gang and there's a uh, drift gang and the, you know and it's they're all equally preposterous you see the, uh, the way you're describing it now feels like this could be good if it was done right do you know well, what if I mean? it had a sense of humor if it were knowing in any sense then maybe it could have had a bit of fun with these ideas but no what happens instead is you're obliged to go rather than having the open world icon fest of just going off and doing bits and bobs and accruing enough points to get to the next thing you're forced to go through these tiers so you're forced to go through all six tiers of the drag race and the drag races drag racing is so so badly done and so unpleasant and boring to play, but you're required to do all of the races in order. And each time you fail at a race, you're required to watch the introduction and all the banter between your character and the gang character in full every stinking keep, time. Word, you keep word, saying same. drag race, and I keep thinking RuPaul's Drag Race, the racing game. That's just amazing. There is that a game be... I want to play. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry exactly. to cut you off. I didn't want to let that No, not at all. Pass. Well, more interesting than anything I was saying. So the uh, yeah, and then so you've got um, a, there's like I think the most egregious thing in the game, and I'll talk about this in the review, is that the 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 drift cars they're really actually quite fun to drive when you're just mucking around. But the moment you start one of the races, the car handles completely differently from the second before and is artificially inhibited to stop you having lots of fun and make it far more difficult to accrue the points you need. And the key thing is to advance your car to be good enough to enter the next stage of each race you need to apply about three or four upgrades um, and each race rewards you with one upgrade and enough money to buy half another one so do you so just end up repeating a lot of races you have or... to keep rerunning the same races again and again and again in fact the game tells you to it says if your car's not good enough go back and grind basically what it doesn't tell you, really strangely, is a whole section in the pause menu where you can go and buy loot crates to get past all this stuff. But the game forgets to mention it, which is odd. But there are there, and you can buy your way past all this grind for astounding amounts of money, which is an impressive feat in a game that already costs £55 from the only place you can buy it from. We're going to talk more about loot crates soon. I'm oh. sure. But they're, they are, they're in this game, but the game makes no mention of them. It forgets to tell you about them. It gives you, like... In the first 12 hours, you'll get about 10 of these loot crates just for playing, but forgets to tell you that they're there. And when you go get them, you get a bunch of bits and bobs that can help you speed up upgrading maybe one or two of your fleet of cars. And then it then it dangles the, oh, you can have more of these if you can find the right menu option where you can buy them. You can't just, if you click on something to get it, like, I want to buy a loot crate then. And you click on it, it goes, you don't have enough of these points, but it doesn't tell you how to get them. It's really bad at trying to make you spend money. Um, can you enjoy the story in a in the same way that a lot of people enjoy the Fast and the Furious? In that it's preposterous, it's hackneyed, but it it's silly in a way. You, uh, I don't think so because if you if the only way you could watch the Fast and the Furious is you got to watch uh two and a half minutes of it, it watch it in two and a half minutes chunks, and in between you had to do the same quite mediocre race four times and then you got to watch another two and a half minutes of fast and furious that yeah i don't think anyone wants to fight to watch that film um, if you don't mind my asking are you aware of whether your view is kind of broadly in keeping with 
with other people's response to it you know is this is this has it got things that are particularly pressed your ah buttons or no i don't know no, no i always i always try to review in isolation then read the reviews afterwards that's what i did and i went to look at metacritic after i'd finished and it's it's down in the 60s but it's only as high as that because there's a really odd bunch of eight out of ten reviews from obscure European uh, publications, uh, there seem, which seems to have a sort of popularity in in foreign language European uh, websites. Brexit can't come quick enough, John Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what I'm trying to say, but um, but that's where it's finding its popularity. But then in the English language stuff, it's 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 hated. So there's obviously some. I don't know what, what what where that division is coming from, but no, it's it's quite it's been quite universally derided by the big name sites. Okay, well at least we know that there's some kind of consensus on it. I played a little bit in um at Gamescom, and I did ask the the I think it was the game director, uh, basically the same question I asked you, which is that are is is were they going for a Fast and Furious over the top tone? Because I had laughed out loud at how bad it was whenever I was playing the demo. No, you can you can really tell that they think they're onto something here. That they really have created a bunch of kooky characters that we're all going to love and want to hang out with. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for the meeting where they design and focus group those guys. They're just, yeah, we're really in touch with things here. This guy's cool. This guy's so edgy, says man in suit number 12. We've got a room of 10 people called Tyler. We're just going to run this by them. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm going to read a few quotes from this game. Uh, The different characters say... Uh, and uh, just just to give you an idea, you can read these in the review that John has written. Um, here's one. The heist always wins. And then someone else says, well, not tonight it didn't. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go easy on you. Good. I don't do easy. Oh, we wish it was said with that sort of panache, but it's like this. Good. I don't do easy. <laughs> No more playing nice. Let's bury this loser in the dirt. Yap, yap, yap. You keep talking, but I keep winning. He I says at the beginning of a race, you have to restart 19 times. Just said, from my little bit of games writing I did, I can see the spreadsheet. I can see the character counts. I can see the slightly longer, maybe slightly more original <laughs> things that were originally written, then brutally cut down to fit into the box and remove any characters that would have mucked with the engine. Here's a, here's a good one from Jessica, the girl character, which is how you describe her. She's the girl character. She's the girl one. Um, I'm not here for the thrills, Mac. I'm here for the job. She's very serious. Jessica is not in it. Jessica is a very serious character, and she's not up to the, into the, into this, interested in all this silliness. She just wants to get on with the work. <laughs> you boys. So it's, it's, not, it's not great. It's like <laughs> it's not eight out of ten, I'd say. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, something else that he has done and see if it gets any better. <laughs> Alec, <laughs> don't scoff; it <laughs> might get better. EA didn't make me, did they? Why? Uh, me, no. twenty seventeen. Buy my loot boxes. Alec, what does it say after your colon? I beg your pardon? That'll do. Carry on! They didn't make you, but they made 
Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which you've been playing multiplayer? <laughs> uh, yeah, the multiplayer. Like I'm just checking out the loot box stuff because a lot of stuff has been, and the unlock stuff, because a lot of things have been said about it and a lot of reactions on principle and I, I'm i just trying to work out what's actually going on, how it feels in practice, both in terms of what you need to do, how gated stuff is and how just kind of disruptive it is to just playing a game in which you repeatedly shoot someone in a 1970s style plastic hat. Um, and I guess I would say the loot boxes and unlock stuff is sort of the least of the issues uh, that I've had with it. Uh, oh, there's various different things. I mean, the loot boxes, it's kind of optional. You know, there's nothing that you're sort of kept away from unless you fork out money. It's more that if you want shortcuts to a range of bonuses to your characters and your characters are split across just like a giddying array of different classes and vehicles and modes and stuff like that, um, and you can apply these cards to them, some of which you get from the loot boxes, including one you get every day for free, other ones of which you can buy. But you can also craft them with materials you gain by you know, getting achievements during the matches. But there's, there's like three different currencies, and keeping track of them all is a headache in itself. Um, but the kind of the greater issue for me is that you have to have the right cards or high enough level cards to unlock the option to have more cards equipped. So it's this weird snake eating its own tail thing of you've got to have the right cards in order to have the right cards. And I, I don't enjoy that that side of it, that you're constantly chasing something, um, being just kept away from something by this slightly overcomplicated network, uh, nexus of requirements. Um but at the same time, you can kind of delude yourself when you're shot by some super dude with a single shot from five miles away that, oh, it's just because he's got this and that equipped. And if I can get that, then everything will be fine. And it isn't. It's the nature of the game is that the dudes with impeccable aim and extremely high resolutions and frame rates are going to win no matter what amazing stuff you've got. So it's <laughs> it's kind of fundamentally pointless to be chasing all these unlocks, I think. It's just about having them for the sake of having them, really. But the unlocks are things like new weapons and stuff like that. The usual. Uh, there's there's a few new weapons again per class, um, but mostly it's it's kind of small boost to like uh, health regeneration speed or how quickly your abilities recharge or explosion damage things like that. And then a few like you can have a slightly different type of grenade or instead of the special gun that files a one shot tracker that shows people on the mini map it can do a flamethrower or something um, but these are all kind of things you just use occasionally during a match there's not too much that really changes the fundamental kind of biffability of your your character uh it, it, does it really does it matter though is the game good enough by itself like is the multiplayer fun enough by itself that you don't really need to care too much about throwing money at a loot crate Again, I haven't I haven't hit any situation where I would need to throw money. It's more if I wanted to shortcut towards getting, you know, some extra cards or maybe a different type of grenade, then I could pay. But there isn't any sense that I need to do that in order for things to be equal. Just to make that clear, 
Um, but to answer your question with a negative, <laughs> I find it too miserable to possibly care about any of this stuff. So I why why it... is it so? Is it just that other players being too good means you you don't get to have fun on the playground, or is it actually the game is crap too? Um, it's a little bit of both. Certainly, it's one of those games that if you're not already good at it, you're going to have a pretty bad time unless you're really prepared to grind for a long time to get a bit better. But you'll go straight into a situation if you're not already pretty established at this where it takes longer to respawn than it does to get killed. So, you know, you just step out there five seconds later, dead. Um you know, the, it's it's the age-old thing. The people who can do headshots, that's basically an instant kill. If you're not that good, you can do a body shot just fine. It's going to take a few rounds and, you know, you'll be dead before you can do that. Um, so you've got to be fundamentally committed to that experience. I don't want to straight up say it's bad, but it's kind of incompatible with, say, someone who's a bit time-starved like a dad and where that plays into Battlefront specifically for me is the type of Star Wars it's evoking, the way it looks, the way the adverts have been, it's totally for those guys and they're they're just gonna go out and get murdered by fourteen year olds and not necessarily have the chance to to keep up and they might delude themselves that getting the right weapons through these unlocks uh, is gonna change that. And it isn't. It isn't. The fourteen year olds could have the, the the lowest possible gear and they are still gonna kill you in one shot from half a map away. Yeah. Um, I often feel like this when I play Call of Duty or any other big multiplayer shooter that doesn't yeah, that it, doesn't auto aim for for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's that model, and you look at it, and it, you know it looks amazing, like the fidelity of it, the Star Warsiness of it, and you think, yeah, I know what Star Wars is. You run around shooting, and it's just fun, but no, you just fall over immediately, and and that's that, and it feels like those two elements of it are at war, two different kind of super commercial aspects um, that haven't haven't found a middle ground and there's this single player stuff and AI skirmish stuff that I haven't looked at yet but maybe that scratches the itch for the for the dad who doesn't want to just get repeatedly murdered um, but it's also just really silly so silly just all these the, the way the, the stuff with how you get Darth Vader or whoever there's two strings to that one is that you have to have unlocked them so permanently by having enough credits. And the way they had that initially, it was going to take 40 hours per character. It was ridiculous. Now, I think within a couple of days, I'd have a couple of characters and that, you know, my favourites, that would be fine. I'd like to have Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Do I want to be Bosk? No, I don't care about Bosk, so I don't need to... Weird, who's know, Bosk? Un- un- he's just a bounty hunter. This is like the Need for Speed thing. Every time he arrives on the map because someone's playing as him, he goes, I am Bosk! That's his line, because that's the one thing he ever said in a Star Wars film. So it's the only thing he says in this game, and they're all like that, just repeating their canned lines as though their incidental dialogue from the films are their catchphrases that they say constantly to their friends. I guess that's a lot easier than trying to write original dialogue and getting it cleared by Disney. Well, I guess so. I mean, all the general rebel troopers and stormtroopers get to say other stuff, but it's just... That contributes to the general sense I was going to say about silliness that the heroes are just absolutely ridiculous because they just they've just got like a thousand billion health points so they just run around being mysteriously indestructible until a certain point they move really weirdly they've got these sort of glassy uncanny valley faces that aren't covered up by you know the 
stormtrooper helmets and anything and they just look like these absurd marionettes that have been teleported in from a different game and it's supposed to be this unbelievable achievement and privilege to unlock these guys but you just feel like you're playing a slightly lame star wars mod or something else whenever they're whenever they're on screen or when you're playing as them and it's a lot better when it's just a bunch of stormtroopers versus a bunch of rebels it looks it looks like a fight everyone's roughly equal and it, it makes a kind of sense but everyone's got all this all hung up on but I can't be Darth Vader quickly enough. No, Darth Vader's the worst bit of this game. Darth Vader and his super friends. Um, I think as Hayden Hayden Dingman pointed out um, that it's quite a clever little bit of PR they've done in that the way they've responded to their Reddit fame of of saying, "Well, it's for the you know the self pride of unlocking Darth Vader," and then making it so you have to do seventy five percent less to get this thing in a game you've paid eighty bucks for. It's quite clever by EA. They said, oh, everyone's going, oh, well done, EA. You've responded really well. Now you give us the premium content costs slightly less. Well done. Well, one thing I've, I've got to say is that I don't really understand the the charge of um, uh, you paid 80 bucks for this. Why can't I have this stuff straight away? You know, you don't have to pay. And certainly the way it is now, it's reasonably straightforward to get a couple of characters after a little bit of play. And, you know, unlocking a new skin, a new character in a video game by playing it for a bunch, getting some achievements, completing a mode. That's standard practice. I don't get what's wrong with that. I get that it was probably too long. Because you can buy your way past it. That's the issue, isn't it? If you can afford it, you can buy your way straight to that. And I think that's where people take, people eject. If it were just an unlockable within the game, then fine. Yeah, but it's important to understand that if you... This is what I was going to say a minute ago. If you pay to unlock Darth Vader, that doesn't mean you just play as Darth Vader within a match whenever you like. Because what you've then got to do is, within a match, you accrue a further currency that's just during the, the course of that one match called Battle Points. And if you hit get enough thousands of those by doing really well, then you can spend them on being Darth Vader for the next life. Um and that's reasonably hard to accomplish, especially if you're like me. You might get there towards the very end of a map, of, of a match if you're lucky. But by and large, only the people who are just <laughs> repeatedly shooting you in the head super efficiently are going to get to be those guys anything like regularly anyway. So it's not like having this weight or this spend to get them is really cutting you off from this whole new arena of play. They're just this incidental thing that really only gets accessed by people who are at the top of the leaderboard it all sounds very silly it is that's the thing it's just this barrage of numbers and objectives and people earning points during you know these these wars for the future of the galaxy but and if they gain enough points then they can transform into a scout walker just in the middle of a fight <laughs> and uh you know all these points and objectives and numbers pinging up and it doesn't feel real it feels like you know laser quest it, it They've gone to such incredible work with the, the graphics and the sound. It looks amazing. And then all the stuff they put on top just stops it from feeling anything at all like Star Wars. It's just all these things in a space. Can does, have they, Has anyone ever had the sense to say um, 10 people can crew together and operate an ATAT and then do that sort of thing? Uh, not in this one the way they've got it now the way they had vehicles in the first game which was a lot of people complained about was 
there'd be these respawning icons on the map and you could run up to an icon if you managed to beat the other six people on your side who were also racing there to be a snow speeder or a scout water or whatever. Then you'd get to be that for a little bit until you were killed or until it timed out. Um, but now it's the same thing as the Darth Vader thing as you accrue battle points. If you get enough, you can then spend them on becoming a vehicle for a little while. But there are only so many vehicle spots you can be like, I've got my 3,000 points, brilliant, I can be a scout walker. But all the scout walker roles are currently occupied for this map, so you have to wait until someone dies and your turn comes up, like taking a ticket at the cheese counter. <laughs> that sounds really bad, because it means if you're... Like, a lot of shooters, if you're a bit rubbish at them, you still get to do the things in the shooter. Like, if you're bad at Titanfall, you'll still get a Titan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a few things you get to do. It's not all locked off, but, you know, the the super great characters, your Darth Vader's, that's, you've got to have done pretty consistently fairly well throughout the match to have that. But then the Atat, I was very pleased, because I've almost never got to be an Atat in the first one, but it's only a few, only 200 or 400 points, which isn't very much... Um, to get to be that for a short while, but it just marches itself and you just control the gun, which is incredibly slow to fire. Mm. Deeply, deeply unsatisfying, isn't it? Real <laughs> attackiness to it, apart from Iron High Up. and You kind of accrue a few more kills than you do as just a guy on the ground, but... Uh, it's just nothing feels real. That's my main thing. Nothing feels real. It all feels Star like Wars, a simulation like, I mean... of Star Wars. <laughs> I know, I know, but... This isn't how the real Star Wars happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eight out of ten. Uh, it's a six. <laughs> no, don't don't pull me down that terrible rabbit hole of assigning numbers, especially because I've only played a bit, and by some accounts, the single player is better because I'm sure it pushes the number stuff to the back a bit. I've heard the single players be really bad, but anyway. Um, oh anyway, no. all games are out of ten. Eight out of ten. Don't question it. <laughs> we'll have um. Matt is uh, currently reviewing it, so he'll be giving it a proper a proper hiding soon enough. Uh, I think he's looking at both multiplayer and single player. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'll try not to believe his thoughts. He is a young man who is probably better at headshots than me, so he might have it might have been a dizzying storm of achievement for him, and he all feels very different. But he's definitely good at headshots. Um. He, he didn't like Call of Duty because uh, it, it didn't have any jetpacks in it, so maybe he'll enjoy <laughs> this more. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, it, it's the whole idea of loot crates and earning progre- like progression in multiplayer games is odd. I had to play For Honor there recently. And I say it that way because I had to play it. <laughs> um, it's a game I, I quite like as a game, but it didn't. It, it doesn't work very well. It, it has connectivity issues. You get disconnected all the time. But that, that has uh, steel that you earn, and then you pump that into buying uh, to, to loot crates, essentially, and get new gear from them. So you'll get like five bits of random loot exactly the same way as these cards work, I imagine. Um, yeah. And it just feels so... It, it it just feels like you can fight fine without doing all this gear stuff. Uh, but there are tiny little bonuses that, like you say, make you feel like you'll do well. It's almost like it's more the principle than than the reality, the idea that you're missing out or you see that guy's got something or just the knowledge that there's a tier you haven't hit yet 
and it makes you feel somehow incomplete but yeah see it wouldn't bother me that much except that they're really really tight-fisted with <laughs> with this like fake cash you know they'll just throw pennies at you after a ma- match and i think with for honor they uh a lot of people gave off stinks about it a couple of months after it came out and people organized a boycott and didn't play for a day or they were going to not play for a day. They threatened to not play for a day. <laughs> and the developer came in and was like, oh no, we're going to make it better. And they, I think they reduced, or they upped the rewards that you get. So you got 25% more steel, more of this currency. And they threw you out 25% more. And they called off the boycott. But I felt, I feel like, why did he call off the boycott? 20, 25% is not enough. It should be like That's 75%. <laughs> These companies know they can go in outrageously low, get vast amounts of publicity in the protest, and then scoop loads of uh, kudos for making it something slightly less outrageous. I mean, but even as a player, you like I played a game, um, like I say this week, and I did not notice any. it, It didn't feel more generous to me. It didn't feel like I was earning any more at all. It just it was like this tiny little it was weird yeah it was it was their bargaining power is that they seem to go in high and yeah yeah it disappoints me i think what blows me away is that a few years ago we were saying oh my goodness when is this this free to play horror going to come to an end when will we get past this and what i don't think anyone was predicting was oh they'll just start charging for it <laughs> that's a brilliant idea Oh, now it costs sixty dollars or four, fifty-five pounds to to for the right to pay to play this game. It's quite quite the clever little move by the industry. I think that, and I think that's I. I the, you can add you can have as many loot crates in your single or multiplayer game as you want. Just don't charge me to to buy it. Yeah, it's odd. Um, and then there's the whole idea that sometimes they don't, if they don't affect the game, like if they don't have an effect on your stats they don't make you hit harder or up your armor or anything like that and if they're just hats or trousers then that's fine but for me i was saying this in the chat room yesterday and having some disagreement with the mighty john walker about it um oh i want to get into this we should get into disagreements (laughs) because for me personally it's it's less about the issue of this stuff can be charged for as shortcuts and stuff. I don't like that. I don't defend that. Um, uh, but it's just how disruptive it is. You know, even the the act of playing a match, you're almost not playing it for the fun of it or for the victory, but just for what you're going to get afterwards if it's got you close enough to a reward. And it seems to make everything meaningless and also just bitty in terms of the interface and the general interruptions. It's like having a nice meal and every 10 minutes the waiter runs up and asks if you want to pay 50p for parmesan on top or chili oil or something <laughs> and it's just i just kind of want to have this experience without being constantly nagged both visually and psychologically that i'm somehow missing out or there needs to be more or something has to be won and then i will enjoy this experience that i'm supposed to be playing to enjoy enjoy myself but i can't unless i've got the right gun or the right hat I think the psychological thing is true because like, where have you been to a burrito place and you order a burrito and then they say, oh, do you want guacamole? And you say, yeah, and they go, that would be another 50p. And you start to resent guacamole as, as a principle. 
That's the, 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 that if they just said, yeah, sure, have some. You go, woo, I like this burrito place. But you come out of there thinking, I hate that burrito place. It it tried to nickel and dime me for a burrito. And and mm-hmm. I think the same happens with games. You have you come away with such a more negative uh, uh, th- stance on the game. Whereas if a game said, you've paid loads of money for this, uh, more money than most people can afford. So have fun. You go, okay, thanks, game. It's more than that, though. I come away from battlefront or games like it and i exit and i don't think yeah that was a good fight and that's exciting my head's just full of so i got i got that that grenade but i need to do that to get that hat or that sticker for my starship or, or whatever and it's there's no satisfaction there's just being on the conveyor belt waiting for the next thing and the games themselves just become delivery methods for that that's the modern paradigm we're in um you know we think back to the early days of team fortress 2 and how excited we were just to be playing it versus now how much more it is played just for what you might get at the end. And there's no going back from that. I'm just an old man shouting at the sea here, I know. But it, it saddens me that I don't feel thrilled by the experience I have. I only feel thrilled over what background algorithm has awarded me whatever visual nonsense it has. But is it like playing Mario Odyssey, You, if you find enough purple coins, you can buy non-essential things like stickers for your, your hat ship. And there's no reason to do it. Doesn't gain you anything extra, except that finding them is an enormous amount of fun. So you want to go back to a bit you've done before because you want to go and find all the fun bits that you missed so far to get the coins to buy the silly little tokens. There is yeah. a way of doing it, but it, it's about making the process of getting them a, a complete thrill. Stop. Yeah, I mean, stop it's, proving it's sort that of an Nintendo games comp- are better than PC games right now. This is my role on this podcast now. Is I've never been a Nintendo fan until last week, and now it's all I care about is arguing why Nintendo's best. Man. And it's comparing apples and oranges a bit. In that, I, I agree with you completely. But you know, in Mario funding those coins, it involves a certain degree of ingenuity and lateral thinking on your part to work out how to get to that out of reach spot and get the coins. Whereas Battlefront is a shooting game, it can only be about repeating. Well, no, but I'm, the I disagree. Guy. I don't think it can only. I think if they were inventive and they went, how can we make accruing uh, star coins or whatever they call them, um, Darth money? However, we can accrue this, it can just be ridiculously fun. That's, that seems surely that should be the, the core of the design of these games, rather than if we can keep them playing for another hour, then we'll dangle this in front of them. Yeah, but for someone who's intrinsically pretty good at these sort of headshots, maybe our, our theoretical Matt Cox playing Battlefront here, and he is going to be racking this stuff up at an incredible rate. It's like, yeah, I did well, and I got this stuff. Whereas for me, it's it's blood from a stone just to kind of grind my way up to the next tier of meaningless, slightly louder grenade. Um, you know, I've got to get 25 kills with this one class, during which time I will be killed, I don't know, 150 times. <laughs> it's just hard and miserable work. But is that the game's fault or is it my fault? Or a bit of both. You know, Have you wanna... ever considered to get good? No, yeah, that's the no, answer. no, this, no. <laughs> Stop it, John. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase is banned. That's it's what banned I think. From That's what I think. That's my opinion. Yeah, my 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 feeling with with Battlefront is more that I'm not sure how the '70s styled Star Wars games for old tired men and women necessarily reconciles with that fast paced get good shooter, which I don't object to the existence of. It just feels like a weird meeting ground of the two, um, and maybe a 
apparently somewhat divisive short single player game is supposed to be the antidote to that the answer I don't know without having played it yet see this is why matchmaking doesn't really work because you're matchma- you're not matchmaking with the world you're matchmaking with people who already play this game a lot and have played the previous types of games that this is and are yeah, very practiced at any, it I definitely don't sense any sort of meaningful matchmaking at play I don't know what it's what it's doing there but you are just in with people who are a lot higher level, i.e. with slightly more advanced gadgets, not that it make that much difference, but the difference is that they, they got those gadgets because they're really, really good at this game, and I'm not, and therefore it's just imbalanced on, on that basis. But I, I just want like a skill-based shooter or, or, or combat game to reward failure and, ba- and being bad at it. I, I know that sounds counterproductive, but whenever I was playing Absolver, which doesn't really do any of the loot crate stuff. It it does a bit now, but it's not like you can buy any of them or anything like that. But it's a it's the fighting game, the like martial arts biffing game, and the way that you learn is that you fight someone, and if you beat them, you learn the moves that you've fought that you've um, blocked yeah. while you were fighting them, and. Uh, after dying a few times to some person and not learning the moves that they had been teaching me, I realized, like, I should be learning from each loss, really. I mean, like, <laughs> that's how life works. You learn from the things you get wrong. You don't learn from the things you get right. I think that's my issue with with Battlefront's dynamic is because there's absolutely zero leeway between life and death if you're facing someone who can headshot from a long way away. The only thing you learn is that I will get shot in the head and instantly die from a long way away. There's no, there's no room in there to kind of learn a bit more. You know, gradually you'd learn the map and the routes around that make you a bit less exposed. But it's, it's just a bit miserable. I, 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 I guess I wish the death wasn't quite so instantaneous. I at least had a chance to kind of identify where my attacker was, lob a couple of shots back, and just feel like I had an opportunity to present any sort of fight back to a dude who was just much better than me, but it doesn't allow that. It's just designed to allow the people who are very good at it to dominate. What you want is a dad lobby. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question. This is probably a stupid question, but I'm asking this as someone who's very much on the outside of multiplayer gaming. But it seems to me like the solution to this would be that... Almost, I was thinking about how MMOs, when you play an MMO and you go into the starter area, everyone else's character is as limited as yours. And then you, so if you PvP, you know, you're kind of limited in who you can be opposed by. So why don't games like Battlefront have it so that once you've got so good, so many points, you qualified to go up into the next league? The next, and so you only get matchmaked against people in your league. I suppose people can easily bluff it by going in and pretend it's starting new characters, but wouldn't yeah, they want I mean, to have a match against people they know they're going to be better than? Is there some way of leaguing it? Some games do. Some it games just seems do like that, Battlefront. Yeah doesn't or or its algorithm isn't great at the moment i'm 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 not sure which i mean it may be there's whole new tiers of people i'm not even seeing and i'm just presuming the guys who are just a bit better than me are, are the gods they're probably not maybe the gods are off somewhere completely different some games do do that like i know some card games some collectible card games and stuff do do different tiers and leagues um and racing games do as well yeah it would make more sense it would make sense enough in a shooting game really wouldn't it but i mean i don't know if if it would be okay to implement they'd probably make it so you can pay money and you get in the next league a ticket to the next league or something. <laughs> no a ticket to fight for a chance to get into the next league 
will cost a certain amount of Darth Bucks. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to see what kind of questions we got at from our readers. I told them that we're talking Battlefront 2 loot crates and Need for Speed Payback. Um, and let's see what they asked us. Sinius Azurmast asks, did they pick that title for Need for Speed because people will be asking for their money back? <laughs> yes, they did. There you go. They deliberately made a bad game. So that people would get their money back. Definitive answer. My theory was that it was Ghost Games getting revenge on an audience they've grown to hate. That's my theory. <laughs> um, Youch. Hoaxfish asks, has EA as a business become immune to failure? Could you foresee it ever screwing up so badly that it dies like Atari or THQ? I don't think so, but I think we'd see individual series die. Like, you know, they killed Medal of Honor in favour of Battlefield because Battlefield was being more positively received. And, you know, that could happen to Need for Speed. They could bench that and go back to Burnout. They could bench Battlefront and do Star Wars subtitle something else. But, you know, fundamentally, they make an absolute fortune from these games. The, the number of failures on the trot it would need to actually meaningfully impact their wallets... Uh, is, is unthinkable. I think it also depends upon how you define failure. So if you define failure by they had to close down yet another studio and 150 people lost their jobs, then yes, they're a colossal failure. Um, as a as a corporation, they're quite well defended just from uh, Madden and FIFA are probably going to see them through. But you look at, I mean, the scale of the failure of Mass Effect it was huge and, and tragic. Um and there's only so many of those, I suppose, they could take. There's a difference between how many people will like these games or how many of us journalists will like these games and then how many people will just buy them anyway and it doesn't really matter. Um, you're saying Need for Speed Payback is rubbish. Uh, Battlefront 2, we don't know exactly yet, but... It's just middling and cynical. It's not rubbish. Um, and what was the other Mass Effect so three out of the six games that they've come up with this year all of which weren't the sports ones yeah seem not to be brilliant I think they'll retreat kind of as, as Activision have done into fewer and fewer titles um, but where they really throw everything at it and, you know I doubt they threw everything at Need for Speed Payback for instance that's a series I can imagine they just decide you know we're we're done with car games for the time being, and there might be some terrible closures and job losses there. But you know they can double down on FIFA, they can double down on Star Wars. I imagine. Um, don't know what else is in their armory right now, but a Battlefield. Well, no, don't forget they've also got. Um, uh, I forgot what it's. Called. I have forgotten what it's called. Hang on, Anthem. That's going to be a big deal. Oh man, <laughs> can you explain what Anthem is or looks like? Well, that's Bioware's attempt to do uh, Destiny, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. A big potential for success or failure, I guess. They've also got A Way Out, which I don't really know anything about. Oh, this is the co-op prison escape game from the developers who made Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Hmm. That looks good. I'll, I'll get behind that. But presumably isn't going to be, you know, spending a billion dollars for them. No, presumably not, no. 
They've, they've got Titanfall as well, I think. Dragon Age, I guess. There's a Dragon Age thing happening, isn't it? I'm just looking. What's on this? What's known on the slate? They've got. Are we basically going to play a bit of what's going to get shot down? Bingo. <laughs> oh, it's horrible though, isn't it? Because it's so easy to play now as well, which is really sad. Um, EA slate is pretty clean. They've got a, a way out anthem. EA Sports UFC three. They've got something called Fee F E. I just my brain just says iron. I don't know if that's the idea. And Sea of Solitude. Those are their announced games for 2018. So, in answer to your question, Hoaxfish. Uh, no, but maybe? I don't know, I forget what the question was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Captain Jack asks for opinions on the fact that it previously, put previously in air quotes, took 40 hours to unlock Vader, Luke, Leah, etc. Like I say, it's there's not really an issue now, I'd say, in terms of the unlock time. Like, there's absolutely no call to spend money unless you're really really desperate to have 90 seconds playing as Darth Vader sort of instantly um, and by the by there's an arcade mode um, with sort of uh, challenges against uh, AI and the second level of those on the dark side of Darth Vader it takes you three minutes to complete the first round which is Darth Maul and then you can be playing as Darth Vader so if you bought this because you need to play as Vader three minutes won't be against other humans, but three minutes, so it's overblown. But prior to that, the 40 hours per character, it kind of sees, it seems extreme, but I can see how it was kind of a bit of a design decision that, that went wrong, that we think it's a massive payoff after, you know, really nailing this game to be rewarded with, you know, the the biggest names in the Star Wars universe, but... It's Star Wars, and people just want the big stuff straight away. Well, that's fair enough, though, isn't it? Especially when they're going to—they're not going to fill the trailers with pictures of unknown uh, stormtroopers, are they? Sort of, but it's not really a game about being Darth Vader. It's a game in which occasionally you get to make a brief cameo appearance as Darth Vader. Yeah, but, but if you've got Darth Vader in your pocket, I mean, why? Yeah, if you've got a Darth Vader action toy, you're not going to be. You're not just going to play with Ewoks, are you? Come on. Yeah. It's also like devaluing the Darth Vader brand. If anyone can just be Darth Vader like that, you know, what's so what's so big about the dude? He's just, just a stormtrooper in a different coloured helmet. It would be good just to have a dozen Darth Vaders all fighting each other. <laughs> um, but then you just go and play a Jedi Knight 2 or something, don't you? Yeah. Oh, do, you remember, do you remember when games were good? This is the thing I was going <laughs> to say earlier. Like, the Jedi stuff in... In the in Fat Frontier, it's just rubbish. They they move badly. They can't do all the cool somersaulting stuff. They've just got like force choke on a timer, and they can't even really block laser bolts with their with lightsabers. It's they're just really clunky and silly, and it's not. It doesn't feel powerful to be them. It just feels a bit ridiculous. Just like a cosplayer stumbled into proceedings, <laughs> which would also be a better game. <laughs> That would be great, a game about a cosplayer who accidentally gets mistaken for the real thing and has to go and fight the baddies. <laughs> it's like the last Starfighter or something. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop us from talking about this. The EA special has been very negative. Do you, have any, do you have a quiz for us? No, I don't have a quiz this Aww. week. I didn't have time to make a quiz. I'm really sorry, John. Um, it's the only reason I got up today. Um, well, we, you can answer this last question from Shahan O'Connor on Facebook, who asks, when will EA die? <laughs> <laughs> I 
uh, on uh, July the 27th, 2027. There we go, 2027. Only two years after the setting of Demolition Man, popular movie. <laughs> of course, they won't actually die. They'll just get bought up by another company and their logo will be used on things. C.F. Atari. You mean the monster wearing the suit of Atari. That's right, exactly. So there you go, Shahan. Problem solved. No quiz, just a definitive answer on yeah. when the company Electronic Arts will perish. That's good use. That's useful information for stockholders there. <laughs> if you've gotten 50 minutes into the podcast, stockholder, for yeah. the, uh, good work. Lots of Wall Street millionaires listen to this podcast, I believe. All right, we're going to wrap up. Um, we've been the Electronic Wireless Show. If you want to ask us any questions, you can uh, or suggest themes for next week's show or any other week. You can at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at rockpapershot. There's no gun, just leave it out. We can be found individually on Twitter. John, you're on Twitter, aren't you? What are you? I am, at botherer. And Alec, you're on Twitter, aren't you? I am Bonds Rat. Don't ask me why. I'm on Twitter, I'm Brendy underscore C. And that's all from us. If you want to give us a little review on iTunes or anywhere else, or just tell your mates that we exist and that we are cool and that you should be our mates, <laughs> you should do that. And if you want to hear a full hour of people complaining about EA video games, this is where <laughs> you go to. We won't be... There'll, there'll be good things to talk about next week. We'll be I've ha- got a big pile of lovely looking games to play that I've nabbed off the IGN... IG, IGN? Um, no, not that one. The other one, the IGF uh, judging. There we go. And I just want to talk about American Truck Simulator, which is the polar opposite of Battlefront, where I'm just... I'm not nagged or bothered by anything. I can just... American Truck Simulator, but at any point, you could be sniped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, no. Alright, we're going. Loot crates raining down all over Route 66. You're shipping shipping loot crates in the back, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) American loot crate delivery simulator. No. Stop. Okay, bye. 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 He's gonna edit this out. Oh yeah, he will. We can we can swear a lot right now. Wee wee poo poo. Bottoms. Gosh, Alec.